Welcome to Converge Coffee. I'm here with Eric Pru, the Chief Operating Officer and Co-Founder at PackSafe. He is responsible for managing product and customer operations, including product management, sales engineering, professional services, and customer success. Prior to his role, Eric spent seven years at Exact Target, now Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and various consulting and leadership roles. He was a significant contributor in a growth of Exact Target, leading to the 2.7 billion acquisition by Salesforce. His contributing his contributions at Exact Target helped the company strategically move into the enterprise marketing software segment and supported strategic sales exceeding $300 million. He spent two years in Australia developing the APAC business, which grew over 10 times in his tenure. He also led product and engineering for all content products for Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Peru has a bachelor degree in computer graphic technology from Purdue University. He lives in Heron Morton in downtown Indianapolis with his wife, Liz, and their two dogs. As for PackSafe, it is a technology startup focused on workflows surrounding getting signatures in all sorts of different ways. PackSafe's unrivaled modern signing methods get contracts signed faster than ever before. Frictionless signing lets you choose how your customers sign, make them happy, and save you time and money. Signing methods include e-signature, text to sign, click to accept, smart packs, signing through Slack or Drift, and more. Once a contract is signed, PackSafe instantly creates a legal, enforceable record guaranteed. We've, uh, they've helped companies like TiVo, BMC, CDW, Forescout, Adore Me, Angie's List, and the list goes on to support their customers' vision and becoming and helping other companies become future customers. Eric, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Sean. So, Eric, you know, going from you know, exact target Salesforce, as big as that is, why did you start, you know, why did you start PackSafe? And then kind of tell me the uh, the introductory marketing to a SaaS-based product. Yeah, so the one of the reasons why I started PackSafe is I, I always wanted to, to be a part of growing something from the ground up. And uh, it, it was my friend and longtime friend and guy I'd always wanted to work with Brian Powers idea to start uh, to, to build a, a real simple software platform that helped small to mid-sized companies track the online terms and conditions that were presented as part of signing up for a software as a service product or buying something through an e-commerce website. And I just saw it as a huge opportunity and, and one that could really grow and serve all sorts of different types of businesses because that type of business model is really something that's proliferating across web, mobile, and companies like Amazon and Uber are really the, the organizations that are driving tons of innovation in all sorts of different sectors. And so that's really what drew me to, to the market, to the opportunity. And, and it's been three years and we're having a blast. But as far as marketing goes, you know, really, we had to we had to understand what the brand looked like. And uh, we really started out from a marketing perspective, creating a lot of content around the very specific niche concept that we were solving a problem for. And that was what is called a click wrap agreement. And a click wrap agreement is the type of contract that you accept when you, you know, uh, or buying something on Amazon, or when you're 
uh, registering to create your account on Uber or signing up for an account on Dropbox. There's not a ton of content out there around legally what you need to do to ensure that those are enforceable contracts. So we started out creating blog content, creating ebooks, white papers around that concept and all the legalese that's needed behind ensuring those are legally binding agreements. And we were, I mean, we saw the results of that, uh, that work effort um, provide some really, really solid enterprise leads out of the gate because we really found our niche and a problem that we solved specifically that no one else really focused on. At least there was no software out there that focused on it. And so, uh, you know, we didn't have to pay a lot for those leads, but we started getting some enterprise interest, getting some feedback from customers and really using that, you know, just typical sales funnel stuff to optimize how we went to market using the words that we were hearing in the sales process to optimize what we were saying on the marketing front. Yeah, Eric, I, I, I've checked out PackSafe and there's, there's, there's really nothing like it out there, which is really impressive. And I wanted to have you on here because a lot of people think Converge Coffee is all about marketing, but the central focus is marketing. So your background um, with project management, you know, sales engineering and customer success and customer operations really brings a different perspective to that. Can you kind yeah. of describe um, your background and how th that is in relation to PackSafe's marketing um, and, and how you can help, you know, how you have helped PackSafe's marketing in that sense? Sure. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I think one area where we've really succeeded and, and one thing we've done really well is we have, we haven't been too uh, we have don't have the blinders on as far as what we think the market should do or say or what we really think we should be without the help or feedback of our customers and the people actually using the product. And really, I feel the, the impact of our customers and what they're doing has taken us from a, a startup that that barely had a chance, you know, in, in terms of uh, of what what we wanted to do and what we thought the market needed and all that sort of stuff. And we got some customers and we started listening to what they were saying. And then we started feeding that back into the product and, and what the product did. And more importantly, what we were saying on the website and what we were saying to customers, and what we we're saying in sales presentations, those sorts of things. And so it was our customers that really helped us figure out who we are, where the vision of the company should go. And they provided us so much good feedback in the early stages that We've been able to leverage that to drive more successful marketing campaigns by targeting similar type businesses with the same language and the same kind of lexicon that customers were using to describe what we did. So, you know, customer success, product management has been quintessential to feeding back into our marketing programs and what we're doing from that perspective. I would also say, um, specific to my experience, you know, uh, I, I was a developer, uh, trained graphic designer out of school so worked a lot on building out some of the the marketing slicks and presentations and helped write some of the content as, as i got to know it you know there's a lot of legal stuff around what we do so i had to figure out you know what uh what all that meant and and how we translated that into value for customers and that sort of stuff so you know it was really a, a nice blend of skills to help get that initial few customers up and going and, and using their valuable feedback to drive how we how we did marketing from there on. So that is what I think 
you know, that's a lesson that we're going to take away uh, as we grow is, is that our, our customers know, know best where we should be going. And certainly we want to introduce new ideas and, and help get their mind thinking. But ultimately, that's, that's what's going to make a, a successful business that will grow for years to come. That's awesome. So here, here's my question. You, you you did an awesome job with this example with customer service, listening to the customer, improving the marketing. I think a lot of people want to know, you know, one, how do you get your first customer enough to give to get feedback from them in order to improve your marketing to get similar customers? Yeah, that's, that's a very good question. So, you know, uh, a lot of this comes down a little bit to the product management knowledge and, you know, this, this concept of in a startup, you have this concept of like a minimum viable product. You know, if you're building something from scratch, you have a product that needs to be delivered to market in some form or fashion. And it's very hard to determine what, at what point that product is ready. And, you know, one thing I think we, we really did uh, for better or worse was we took a product, we took a prototype to market, started circulating it, started sharing our thoughts and ideas and start, start trying to use email outreach from an outbound perspective to get people on the phone just to hear what we had to say. And ultimately, we kept improving the product. We actually rebuilt it in 2016, uh, sorry, end of 2015, early 2016. And, you know, it, it, it took a while. Um, it, it, it took a while to, to get that first big customer, that sort of landmark uh, landmark customer for us. And it, it was a matter of uh, kind of going out there, getting feedback, putting it back into the product to help people based on the conversations we were having dictate really what a minimum viable product was. And, you know, through our experience of like, you know, getting out there and having conversations, going through sales pitches, articulating what the value would be and, and working, you know, from a feet on the ground perspective to get stakeholders across the line to, to spend money uh, on the product. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of refining the message, refining the product and, and refining, you know, what we're saying on the website to get people to convert and, and come across the finish line to sell them and using the product. Can you give any um, kind of tips to people with um, aligning the product and the marketing message um, to deliver what the customers are kind of are, are expecting um, when you get feedback. I think that's the kind of a good segue that you're, you're talking about customers. Um, they give you the feedback. How do you keep working on and improving that and putting that in the product roadmap? Because a lot of people are like, oh, this idea is good. This idea is good. How do you funnel in on the most important, you know, priorities in order to start building that out for, for similar, you know, lookalike audiences or lookalike customers? Yeah, yeah, very good question. So I think it's, it's a matter of, this is the classic dilemma in, in product management. It's always, you know, what do I build? And it's a balance of customer feedback mixed with the swim lanes of, of where the company needs to go. And, you know, then just general bugs that, you know, the, the power users really want to get fixed that you want to try to get to as much as possible, but it doesn't always happen. You know, I think a great piece of advice I got over the years was when listening to customers about feedback, you know, take their feedback on board, try to digest it, but don't write it down, you know, and, and let 
multiple conversations help influence the themes that need to emerge as far as what you need to build and and let your customers dictate the language that you use and and you know use it as a as a super a majority input of how you shape the message that you ultimately craft to look like audiences and from my perspective one thing that that we did really well is is we thought about holistically based on the feedback that we got how do you how do you take input from a single customer and generalize it in a way that benefits everyone and that's i mean that's the value of software as a service right it's cloud based delivery everybody takes advantage of new features but you know somebody gives you input socialize that input in a way that helps you understand the themes that need to emerge as far as what you need to build in in what order and from there you know you just gotta you gotta try it a few times, see what works, see who your ideal customers are, and who's getting the most out of your product, and try to clone them and identify similar customers that could use the product. Well, that's that's awesome. That, that, that nailed it on the head. Um, I've heard that several times with several SaaS companies that you know, startup or SaaS companies that I've heard of, you know, find a similar theme. Um, mm -hmm. You know. Can you kind of give a little, you know, a little peek under the hood with uh, with PackSafe? What 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 are some of kind of the learning um, curves that you guys hit, um, you know, with the product and, and with marketing uh, uh, to you know to to future customers? Kind of like what is you know what is the balance of okay, I, I'm listening to you know previous customers, I'm building out this product, I'm doing the marketing. You know, is it more of a operational role that, you know, th there, there, there might be some learning, learning growth of operational structure of, you know, you know, you have a marketing director and, you know, one marketing director can't do everything. Mm -hmm. Or is it more so, um, you know, you're trying to find key specialists? Like, how, how did you structure your, your marketing in a sense to fulfill the, the, the needs of product and, and customer success? Yeah, well, on the on the marketing side, so there there are so so many learnings, so many mistakes, so much money spent that might as well have been you know tossed into the oven and burned. Um, but you know, overall, organizationally, I think we've done a pretty good job of trying to find. You know, in a startup, you want to find people that have as many skills as you need as possible. Um, but for us, I feel like we've just tried to find the right people, the right mindset of, of person that, that fits great, you know, culturally, obviously, but then there's sort of the inquisitive, curious, intelligent, that that's kind of the care, the characteristic we use to, because we are a platform, there are hundreds or thousands of different ways that you can use the technology. And it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that. So the people that have been successful have a certain set of traits or characteristics to successfully market or sell a product. Um, and marketing and selling the product in, includes product management and includes customer success. And so really we've tried to, you know, you make mistakes in hiring too. And, and people that, that think they're a fit or you think they're a fit and it doesn't work out and that's always unfortunate, but you're still trying to figure out who is the ideal person that makes sense to sell or market your product. And, and now that we have a good sense for that, as we look to the next phase of growth, that's going to be a huge, huge advantage for us as we grow the team. Um, but 
beyond that, you know, I think behind the scenes, one of the one of the things we really learned early on, uh, sort of early on, you know, called six to nine months in was if you're selling something completely new, it's really hard for people to wrap their arms around what it is that you're selling, whether it's the value that you're providing, whether it's, um, you know, the new paradigm of technology that you're introducing to the world. And so what, what really started to help us click and what has helped us put the foot on the gas is we introduced features that actually had competitors in addition to the features that we have that didn't. And what that gave us the advantage to do was enter into conversations with people that already had technology in place, already had budget, but we could assist with peripheral use cases where competitive technology couldn't assist. And so that helped us enter into all sorts of new conversations and think about our platform in a whole, all, an array of different ways that gave us a big advantage as far as you know, how, where do we take this company? It, it impacts the size of the market. It impacts, um, you know, how we talk about our, our company and our product as a whole and, and was a, a big win for us once we, once we said, okay, you know, we're, we're a click-through technology. That's awesome. Nobody else does that. But, you know, really, do we lean into this e-signature capability that, you know, everybody asks us, are you DocuSign? Are you competitive with HelloSign? Like, what's your story? Now we have a really good story. We've leaned into being a part of that competitive market, which is to a point where it's almost a commodity at this point. And we have big differentiating features that are more compelling to someone who understands the future of where folks are going to go to do business. And that's, you know, on a phone, on the web, self-service, that sort of stuff. People who get that get what we do and what we're trying to build. That's awesome. Like you, you just encapsulated um, some of the things that I do with um, with analytics with uh, with PPC campaigns. Is that uh, people st- people forget that they talk about brand, they talk about customer and, and competitor to, about their brand and to why they differentiate, but they don't realize that there's a product behind it. And if you try to find, there's a lot of people who are product unaware of, of pack. You know, at, in the beginning with PackSafe. Mm-hmm. But if you try to get the product to wear people that are similar to DocuSign, that's that's a very like interesting strategy right there because you're you're taking and you're you're taking people from uh, that are used to something and taking them away and and adding an extra benefit of the, of actually getting customers to go with you to see the future. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. How, how do you? How do you? How do you? build that out, you know, kind of encapsulating marketing, customer success, and product? How do you help them envision um, seeing the future? And how do you um, notify them about that? How do you get them on board? And then how do you keep, you know, a constant communication? Yeah, so we we have all sorts of tactics that we're trying now, you know, we we do uh, SEM and, and pay-per-click and that sort of stuff. And we're targeting you know, the more more generic commoditized keywords like e-signature, e-signature API, those types of things. We've had, we, we've targeted switch campaigns for our, our competition, you know, just like everybody else. Um, and and from, a, from that perspective, we're having some pretty good successes. And we had dabbled in SEM around 
the niche capabilities that we had and it, it, it hadn't really worked for us. So we, we, that's when we started to realize like, okay, you know, e-signature is enough of a commodity that our platform is, is more than suitable. It's actually very capable of meeting people's needs from a pure e-signature standpoint. And then it gives us the opportunity to sell the broader vision. And so that's a great way, a great tool that we've used to help get people in the door, engage them, get them uh, interested, and then share the, the big picture vision on a one-to-one -one basis uh, where our sales team is doing that. And obviously, we use our, our marketing messaging on the website to some extent, but you, know, you want to make sure people know what you do when they get to the website. And we want to make sure it's something that people understand. Um, from, you know, beyond that, we're doing, uh, we're, we're really starting to dig into a couple of different things in account-based marketing that have been uh, pretty successful so far a, on a small scale. And ultimately, we're, we're trying to get uh, drive adoption up of that as we grow. And we've been doing things like uh, targeting companies in display uh, that are, are in our target market, fit our ideal customer profile in our kind of clones or lookalikes of our existing customer base. And we're trying to engage them through email, display, phone, direct mail, really coordinating the message around being this futuristic visionary type company and, and how our technology plays a role in that, right? And then from there, once we get people on the phone, we're able to speak to them about the current capabilities and sell them on the e-signature stuff, and then they, they play right into the customer success side of the house once they come on board to introduce new use cases or, or, or whatever to drive upsells and, and drive additional value and adoption of the product, you know, which, which has all sorts of benefits. Um, beyond that, you know, we're not, we're not doing anything really crazy innovative. We've really bought into ABM and, and believe in what it can do for us and also believe that, you know, by taking a, an account-based strategy to who you're going after, I mean, everybody wins because you're providing, uh, you're providing value in a similar fashion that you've done for other similar companies. And it gives you a real focus to how you go to market and how you get people using the product. And so that has been uh, something I think we'll, we've, we've just dabbled in, seen some success. We're going to continue to double down in, in, in 2018. And beyond that, you know, we're, we're still blogging. We're creating thought leadership pieces around uh, the, the role of technology in the future and how every company should think more like a tech company because of how fast these technology companies have risen. Think about Amazon. They, were, they, they came around 23 years ago. I mean, how many companies have existed for 50, 100, 200 years that have never seen the success of Amazon and the, the scale of growth that they've been able to achieve? And it's because of how they leverage technology. And so trying to int introduce that story into the process and, and the impact that it has, um, you know, is the, the overall message that we're applying to all our various marketing tactics and activities. And it's also something that resonates really well as we build a product and introduce additional use case and conversations on the customer level. Awesome. Awesome. So we, I think we went through, we went through customer success. We've gone through product. We've gone through marketing. We've gone through account-based marketing. Um, 
this is kind of the part of the whole kind of like little podcast episode here where um, you uh, told me about what you like a little bit of story, story time. And you you helped, you know, gave me some information about what you guys did for um, the Indiana State Fair Commission. And I was just kind of mm-hmm. reading through what you gave. Can you kind of describe more? I mean, it, it's I, I want you to kind of tell the story because it's what PacSafe has done. Um, and it's a nice it's a nice story to kind of um, let people know, you know, what your where companies are at and where you're trying to get them and, and, and lead them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So love the state fair. Uh, you know, if you're from Indiana, you've been to the state fair, you know, you go for the you go for the food, you go for the animals, you go to go for the rides. You know, it's it's a great time every year. And we've worked at the state fair for a couple of years now and and they have they have leveraged technology in all sorts of ways to help them streamline because government uh government agencies are on tighter and tighter budgets every year, as we all know. And so they're having to look at how technology can solve problems within their business to make them more efficient. And so um, one of the things that we don't even think about as non, uh, you know, behind the scenes of how the state fair kind of comes together, there's all sorts of things that need to happen from a contract standpoint. You've got vendors, you've got exhibitors, you've got people, you know, submitting their pigs or horses or cows. Um, to be uh, to participate in the various contests and competitions, and so they had uh, they they had worked with another local company uh, named Connect Think. Uh, that's a, a web development shop out of Broderpole, um, founded by um, Chris Waugh and, and um, Justin Bowles, and um, they had built a, a dedicated portal or website where people could go online and they could submit their animals and they could, you know, go through the process of of signing up to be an exhibitor or that sort of thing. And another part of that process that needed to happen was there was an exhibitor agreement that people needed to accept. And instead of sending those out via mail and having to handle all the inbound mail that came back and the paper trail and storing that paper and all that sort of stuff, they just included the exhibitor agreement as a checkbox with a, a link that said, you know, by by entering in the information on this website, I understand and accept, and they check the box. And then behind the scenes, what we were able to do is keep a record of that contract. No paper trail, super easy to plug in, all really really good stuff. And and so that that worked great. And they ha- they had over ten thousand exhibitors sign up through the portal that way, which is amazing. Amazing. And it didn't require, you know, really any overhead at all or any people to manage that outside of that initial build time and, you know, optimization and tweaking. Now, they had not implemented e-signature or electronic signature for a lot of other parts of their business. So they saw what they could offer in, in that respect. They saw the vision of how contracts, how easily contracts can be signed, stored, updated, tracked, and they wanted more and they wanted to see how else they could streamline workflows in their business. And so, you know, that's when they, they took us on for all their vendor agreements as well. So all the vendors that are a part of the, of the state fair and managed uh, contacts for over 1200 of those folks. And um, you know, it's, it's really been a, an awesome relationship. They're a great team. Um, and, and they love 
the fact that they don't have to chase signatures on paper anymore and file them away in a filing cabinet. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to think how many businesses still do that. But I mean, if we look at the market of electronic signature now, it's $3 billion. By 2020, it'll be $20 billion. And that just shows the, the appetite for doing things online, doing things digitally, and really how much improvement there is in the business world on that front. So really good story, really fun group, and, and definitely one that, that we're super proud of to work with locally. It's awesome. So this is a little part of the uh, the podcast. After your story, that was amazing. That, that that many records, that many vendors. So this part of the story is for people to kind of get to know you a little bit. So you're mm -hmm. the co-founder, COO, Paxing. I mean, that's what you do. Um, you know, startups, you 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 basically live that. But um, you know, first thing is, what do you what do you do creatively that you know you can bring back? you know, back to work. And then the second, and then the second thing is from that, what do you kind of do health wise or what do you do to kind of prep yourself each and every day to be successful um, at PackSafe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, good, good question. So, you know, m m creatively um, I, I would say, so, oh man, I, I have a couple of like, side projects, passion projects that, that I love doing, you know, I, I tend to think of myself as a, as a creative person. And, uh, so my wife runs a website called, called purefandom.com. And I, I've helped quite a bit on the uh, design and, and build kind of management front of that. And, you know, while I, I love what I do every day at PackSafe and all that sort of stuff, you know, working with her to build cool things out for the website and, working on that has always been kind of a fun thing to do on nights and weekends as a, a bit of a brain break. Cause you know, managing one website's a little simpler and gets me back to my roots where I, where I started in, in tech. So Eric, great stuff on what you do creatively uh, with your wife and everything. You know um, I think that my second question was, and I <laughs> was uh, what do you do health wise to kind of bring back to uh, what you do each and every day to be successful? Yeah, yeah, great question. So, so start every day with uh with, with a cup of coffee and one of my one of my favorite jams and you know, one of my favorite things about uh my commute to work. It's about 20 minutes right now, which which is a, a good a good amount. You know, it gives me time to prepare, reach my zen, get my thoughts to prep for the day. And you know, I I use that time uh to to kind of relax and and get ready to to take things on. You know, one of my one of my favorite kind of pastimes health wise is taking my dogs for a walk, getting outside, doing stuff. Obviously, this time of year it's a a little more difficult. Um, but I, I I really kind of relish in being near water, being outside, taking advantage of of awesome weather to just relax and chill. And then, uh, you know, one thing that, that I always find to be relaxing is, is doing, you know, doing yoga. I, I really enjoy yoga. I've done it for, God, it's been probably 15 years now, uh, from my days of, of swimming in college when I started. And, um, 
you know, that, that, that's more the traditional health route, but every day I always try to, to get in the zone and start my day. Right. But not, not nothing too healthy about a, a cup of coffee, but something I, I really enjoy every day. And I remember my first, first cup of coffee being terrible, but now I, now I couldn't live without it. I feel the same thing and, and it's converged coffee. So there you go. That's um, right. Eric, <laughs> Eric, I appreciate you being on talking about PackSafe, talking about kind of uh, uh, kind of the journey with customer success, marketing, and product. And 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 thank you for being on. I do really truly appreciate it. And um, I think all the coffee converge coffee drinkers out there will appreciate it too. Great, great. Well, thanks for having me, Sean. Take care. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>